Hello and welcome to another edition of Ready, Set, Retire, an audio guide packed with information, insight, and experiences for people who are planning for, about to, or already have retired. I'm John McComb, recently retired after a 50-year broadcast career, the past 36 years at CKNW Radio in Vancouver. I'm sitting down with my co-host, Lori Pinkowski every other Friday to help answer the many questions that come up as you prepare to relax and devote some time to you and your new life. Lori is the founder of Pinkowski Wealth Management and is a Senior Vice President and Senior Portfolio Manager at Canaccord Genuity. Lori, it's always great to talk to you, and I have been waiting for months and months now to say 2020 is finally almost behind us. Yes, it is, John. And I think we're all looking forward to 2021 after the year that uh, we've been through. You know, what a wild ride it's been, huh? I've never seen anything like it. The markets, as as you're going to explain, have just been on a wild ride, setting records just up and down. Talk about what's been happening over the last, gosh, 10 months or so. I think back to last December of 2019 and None of us knew what would be in store for us uh, in 2020. And thinking back, you know, in February, you started hearing that there's a virus and, and that it was out there and weren't sure what the effects would be on North America and so on. And of course, then it started spreading like wildfire. And then, of course, you had the, the lockdowns, the economic shutdowns. We were just uh, very surprised when that happened. And we didn't know who the virus affected and how quickly the virus could be transmitted from one person to another. And just seeing what happened in Italy and then New York and looking back, the stock market, it just came down significantly. You think back to March, that low that was hit within three, four weeks, the markets were down 35% from the peak to the bottom. That was a very, very quick move. And it wasn't just the anxiety people had about markets at that time, but the anxiety about their health and their loved ones. And what did this all mean? You know, I will never forget those weeks for sure. And then, of course, you had the comeback. You had the fastest bull market in history after that. Markets were up 20% in a few weeks. And then, of course, you had a bit of a roller coaster for the rest of the year. But now we're hitting all-time highs this week, and we're still in the pandemic. So you have a lot of confusion, John, with investors, <laughs> as you can imagine. <laughs> so I can't. There's been a lot of. I was just going to yeah. say, I can't imagine what it would be like being in your shoes, having the responsibility to manage the money of so many people, and watching those markets go up and down, as you've just explained. You must have a a cast iron constitution to be able to sort all that out. I often say I'm built for this, and I'm I'm built for the stressful situations and and the unknowns. I feel confident in the strategy that we have, that we're going to protect people, that we're going to cushion the blow. We can't sidestep the blow, of course, but we can cushion it. And we did in March. I mean, we were down one third of what the stock market was. Still a significant amount, but nothing compared to the stock market. So people felt more comfortable about that. Also, even though this is our first real pandemic, we've traded through crashes before. And they do act similarly, right? And so you have this pure panic where everyone's selling everything and anything. This time, though, what was different is that you had the stimulus coming from the government. Well, governments around the world, I should say, whether it was supporting the economy, supporting the bond market, all those sorts of things. And that was our key. That was our sign to start stepping back into the market. They did that very quickly, quicker than I've ever seen before. 
And that's why, you know, I think that this recession is going to be short and sharp. And now that we have a vaccine, I think there's a lot to look forward in 2021. And I think it's important to talk about that with investors because they have been through a very uh, wild ride in 2020. But remember, those times don't last forever. And the world will, as I've been saying all year, the world will get through this. It's just a matter of when. And now that we have a vaccine, that when is now. Well, you mentioned the word confusion, and I think that sums up, especially for investors, sums up their attitudes exactly. So with 2020 starting to fade behind us, what do you see for 2021? And I'm assuming it'll be better than this year. Yeah, you know, we don't think it's going to be nearly as volatile as 2020. I mean, the news is out. COVID-19 was here and now we've got a vaccine. And that is why markets have moved a lot higher since that announcement, right? This is the beginning of the end of the virus as we know it, I guess. You know, I mean, not that everyone is going to be immunized tomorrow. It's going to take some time. But in the market's view, that's what it's looking towards, looking ahead at. We've got ongoing stimulus as well, uh, even though in the U.S., I mean, they're going back and forth, back and forth for months on end, trying to figure out how much stimulus they're going to come up with. And hopefully they come up with a number by the end of the year. But basically what we do know is that there's likely going to be ongoing stimulus until this thing is over. And that's what happened during the financial crisis as, as well. If you remember, too big to fail. They kept on providing money, kept on providing bailouts, and everyone's going, why are you doing this? Why are you bailing out these big corporations? And that, of course, was a different situation. And now they're trying to help families and business owners and all those sorts of things. But you need to keep the economy chugging along to a certain degree. You can't have a standstill. And so what we've seen is that they've made a commitment to ensuring that the economic recovery stays on track. So that's also good news for 2021. Low interest rates. Definitely when you have low interest rates, you have stimulus. It's a good recipe for a good market. And after you come out of a recession, like the one that we've seen or a severe downturn in markets, there's sun on the other side. There are good things to come. And it's hard to think that when you still see so many cases of COVID and so much death all around us, but really looking forward, things are going to get better. And the markets know that as well. And so for investors, it's important not to stay on the sideline, in my opinion, anyways, too long. You can't wait until all the news is fantastic, because by that time, the markets are going to be at even higher than where they are today. There were some other developments in 2020, not the least of which, of course, the election of Joe Biden, even though uh, Mr. Trump is trying everything in the book to try to hold on to the White House. What does a Biden presidency foretell for the markets? Well, I think it's going to lead to a little bit of a calmer type of situation than what we've seen for the past four years. I mean, even though Trump was trying to, uh, as he would say, you know, make America great again to improve things, I think a lot of the time it was adding a lot of uncertainty and volatility to the stock market. Like I was saying to somebody, it was difficult to trade under Trump because you would get these tweets and these opinions, very strong opinions without any possible facts sometimes behind them. And you're trying to manage portfolios through that. So that's why the market has welcomed a Biden win. And that transition will probably fuel markets to go higher once that transition actually does happen here in January. So I think that's good. And even for international trade, infrastructure spending, all those sorts of things, that's something we're going to see under a Biden presidency. So going forward, there's a lot of things that can be catalysts to move the market higher. One is, again, this uh, vaccine being distributed as fast as possible to as many people as possible. 
And we're already seeing that today. And so our opinion on how fast the recovery was going to take has changed since the vaccine was announced a few weeks ago. And just seeing how fast this rollout is and how fast it's going to be, I think that's fantastic. And hopefully we see herd immunity rather sooner than later. So uh, having said all of that, how are you looking at investing for clients uh, given the uh, the outlook that you've just painted for us? Well, given that interest rates are low, we still have bond exposure, of course. I mean, we've got clients usually between the ages of 60 and 95. So we're always looking at kind of medium risk. And we don't want to have anyone in 100% in, in equities or stocks, of course. But we will say that you want to lean more towards equities, in our opinion, for 2021. And we're positioning portfolios not for next week, not for next month, but for the next 12 months, even the next 24 months. When you have, again, you have stimulus and low interest rates, a bull market can last longer than you think, and markets can go higher than you can imagine. One thing you do have to be prepared for is that it's still bumpy along the way, right? It's not just a clear ride up here and there. You're going to see some corrections, but nothing, what we can see at this point, would be as significant as March was. That's kind of like a once in a decade kind of situation. In terms of uh, sector allocation, again, we're focusing on the economy started to invest in what we call cyclicals. These are sectors that do well as the economy expands. Remember, right now, we're not really returning to growth. We're re rebounding from a real ultimate low in the economy. And so when we start looking at actual expansion, you want to be thing in things like materials, financials. Energy is one of those, but I don't know that I would be a buyer of oil stocks at this point, but that's something to look at in the future. And just remember, a lot of these sectors that did get hit hard, Think of cruise lines and airlines and all these sorts of things. I mean, I've been against those for some time just because the whole year we didn't know where profits would be. But as this thing unfolds, there might be uh, some good buys in some of those areas. And again, remaining diversified, we're still going to own those companies that have made more money during the pandemic than before, like the Amazons, the Apples, and even the Facebooks and things like that. So uh, we're going to hang on to those stocks going forward. And again, we always have a plan B to reduce risk if things change, if the tide changes, if something else happens, the virus mutates, whatever. We are active managers and we're going to make sure that our clients are protected as best we can in any of those situations. And you know that all of our clients are up year to date. We're stronger coming out of this than we, we came into this. And so that's the good news, John. Well, given the number of Amazon deliveries that we've had <laughs> at our house as Christmas approaches, I would definitely be buying Amazon. I'd also definitely be buying cardboard box futures as well, because we have a whole stack just here in the basement from all the deliveries. We bought everything online this year. Or recycling then, if you're talking about the cardboard boxes, right? Yeah, so. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Well, definitely. I mean, uh, as things change and progress, you know, we're going to be on top of it and looking what, what companies we should be adding given the state of the recovery that we're in. But again, looking at uh, prior crashes, crashes, prior situations that we've seen, you know, there is a time where you need to be more in stocks than you do in bonds. And for us, for our clients, we see that time is now. Lori, let's uh, change gears a bit and talk about retirement in 2021 and what people kind of need to keep in mind as we go through a, you know, a different year from 2020 for sure. It will all depend if you're looking at retiring in 2021 or you are already retired in 2021 think that there's things that you need to focus on if you're looking towards retirement. 
your spending, right? Do you have enough to retire? Look at it as in COVID wasn't here and look at your your budget going forward, right? A plan for the future, I would say. I think that's really important. For those that are retired, you know, get back to planning, book a trip, learn a new skill, keep busy. I think that this second lockdown has really been getting to a lot of people that are staying home and that are not working, right? And it's just so important to uh, to keep busy and just realize that there is light at the end of the tunnel here. Other things that you could work on in your spare time, make sure your estate planning is up to date. Of course, that's such a financial advisor thing to say, but... <laughs> Uh, I can't tell you. If you got some spare time on your hands, it's time to uh, make sure your will is up to date and you have a power of attorney. But again, I think uh, staying active is also really important, not just for your physical health, but your mental health. And I, I think, John, you would probably agree uh, since you're since you're on the strict diet. How is that going for you anyway? Well, I've lost 10 pounds, uh, so it's going pretty wow. well. I'm out uh, walking around the neighborhood uh, getting some exercise, which I didn't uh, pretty much all through 2020. So I'm quite happy with the results. And, you know, the idea that this is going to end, the COVID thing is is one day we'll look back on it. But you're right, right now, this second kind of lockdown, I think, really has people, you know, feeling, and of course, it's winter and people are just feeling a little uh, oppressed by it. But boy, oh boy, when uh, when things start to lift, it just seems to me that there'll be parties again, probably more than we need. <laughs> people will be partying. <laughs> and your idea of booking a vacation, I mean, that just, that's fantastic. You know, let's, let's start yeah. thinking into the future a little bit. Uh, spring, summer, and gosh, by next fall, I guess, uh, most everybody in BC will have been vaccinated. So we're definitely on an upward trend. And I think that's uh, mm-hmm. what people have to keep in mind and, yeah, stay active and thinking about taking a vacation, taking a trip, because it's all doable. It's all possible next year. Yeah, it is possible. Exactly, John. You can go and uh, rebook your, your trip to Monaco and yes. uh, go see the Grand Prix again, yes. right? That would be fantastic. That's what you can look forward to. And just remember that a lot of... Um, wherever you're booking a, a, a trip that they're allowing refunds a lot of the time. So at least you have something to look forward to. You can plan it. And if you still can't go or we're still not allowed to travel, you can cancel usually and, and get a full refund. And I think so many clients are feeling this way because it's the Christmas season, holiday season. And well, one is a lot of activities have been canceled in Vancouver, but mostly Christmas dinner has been canceled. And Christmas is canceled or the holidays are canceled. People are feeling a little sad about that. And I have definitely detected that in so many of my clients' voices, uh, talking to them over the last couple of weeks. Of course, we know that it's something we all have to do for our community and for people who are vulnerable in the community, but it is, it is a tough one, I think, for a lot of people to swallow. And I guess what I take from it now is just, you know, we're going to all learn how we appreciate some of these things that we probably were taking for granted for a long, long time. Whether it be, you know, going for coffee with friends or whether yeah. it's uh, Christmas dinner with your family, uh, you know, traveling, any of those sorts of things, even going to the Okanagan or Whistler. I mean, at this point, we can't do any of it, you know, so so when we can again, it's going to feel that much better. Just think of it that way. There are a lot of different ideas out there about how people can spend the, the holiday season. Yeah, so... I mean, how people can spend the holiday season with, again, most or spending it only with the people in their household. So how do you stay busy, keep busy? There are a few things that we're looking at. You know, one is, you know, cooking and baking with your family. I think that's kind of fun. Playing board games, going back to movie night. 
but also getting outside and walking or hiking. You know, John, like what you're what you're saying, a lot of people get worried because it's raining outside. But I live close to one of the kind of trailheads for the Baden-Powell, and I see people parked out there all day long, rain, wind, snow, whatever. They're diehards, you know, and I'm like, I should be out there. So uh, so that's another suggestion, you know, when it's snowing, uh, going up to Cyprus, going tobogganing, that sort of thing. For younger kids, for grandchildren, you can have a virtual visit with Santa online, which is kind of neat. So you can't sit with Santa, of course, uh, in this day and age right now. But you can meet with him uh, online, and he's at the North Pole. You know, he's listening to all of us right now, hopefully. Yeah, that's spending time with your family, you know, while you have a few days off here during Christmas. Um, yeah, because as John and you know was saying, things will get back to normal. And uh, when they do, we're going to go, oh, I wish I was working from home a little bit with my family. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Uh, the grass is always greener on the other side, I suppose. But those are some ideas. And for gifts, you know, uh, you know, we're talking about this. And I don't know if you have any thoughts, John, here, but sending a meal from a favorite restaurant. Uh, we were talking about like DoorDash and so on. And then someone pointed out that DoorDash and then we're adding, you know, that 30% fee on top of the, the food orders a lot of the time. So instead, to help the restaurants, you should just order takeout pick it up and deliver it maybe to a loved one that isn't able to go out. And I thought that was really nice. Virtual reality headset. So this is amazing. I got this, John. It's called the Oculus. And I was in Tokyo one day. I was in Kenya the next wow. day. I was in Cairo the next day. And you put these goggles on and it's really virtually like you're there. It's unbelievable. So so that's kind of a neat idea to travel when you can't travel no more. <laughs> and, uh, and the last one I, uh, one of the last ones was just a, a, a tracker for your keys. I think there's a lot of people who lose their keys. And so you can get a GPS on your keys now. And I thought that was, uh, that was funny. I actually have one on my dogs right now because they keep escaping from the backyard. So <laughs> you got to do what you got to do. You got to come up with things. Exactly. And lastly, donate to your favorite charity. As we know, there's a lot of charities in need. A lot of charities weren't able to have the events that they wanted to have where they raise a lot of money for their cause. And so just think about that uh, as we head into Christmas here. And of course, there are tax breaks for charitable donations. So there's uh, two reasons to, to move forward and donate a little more this year. That would be wonderful. I want to wish you and your great team at Pinkowski Wealth Management a wonderfully socially distant Christmas and a fully masked New Year. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, John. And uh, I wish you and the family as well a very Merry Christmas and, and enjoy the holidays as a, a smaller event. And, uh, and we'll catch up again in January. We're both going to take a couple weeks off from Ready, Set, Retire. But what an amazing year to start this podcast, John, and no you know, kidding. provide the uh, listeners with the information that was coming at us throughout the year. It's been an exciting year, but also uh, a year full of ups and downs. And so, as you said, I'm happy to get rid of 2020 and move into 2021. I'm sure we all are. And uh, I do think that things are looking up for sure. Indeed. And uh, this Ready, Set, Retire, the first 14 episodes can go down as a kind of a historical record in terms of the financial markets and all of the things that we had to deal with and we're talking about and, and worried about as we uh, made our way through 2020. We want to end the proceedings with a quote, and you have found another one for us. I have, John. A big part of financial freedom is having your heart and mind free from worry about the what ifs in life. Perfect. What a perfect way to end the year. End this year. 
It's been a great pleasure doing this with you, and I look forward to uh, speaking to you again in the very early new year as we will continue on with Ready, Set, Retire. Yes, we will, John. And uh, on January 8th is when we will continue. So looking forward to talking to you in 2021, John. Thanks, Lori. If you want more information or have any questions, please don't hesitate to call Lori and her team at Pinkowski Wealth Management. 604-695-LORI. 604-695-5674. For Lori Pinkowski, I'm John McComb. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time on Ready, Set, Retire.